You're listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. I am Ahanu, and with me again, as always, on this wonderful day, which is our 10th anniversary, is <laughs> our lovely Angel Rose. Angel Rose, it's a joy, I have to say, first before we begin, every day is a blessing, and I am so grateful for it all. Anna, you are so sweet, and I don't know if anybody knows, but I'm married to the most wonderful man in the whole universe. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to continue this Enough more shredded, pod- podcast in that vein, because we do have some very serious things to discuss, don't we, we Angel Rose? But happy anniversary, Anna. And the same to you. I truly am blessed indeed. Now, what we're going to talk about today is connecting to the first Sunday of the month of each month where we do answers from the Akashic Records. And on the first Sunday of February, we talked about the Flat Earth and George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and all of that kind of stuff. And do refer back just to refresh yourselves about that. And the questions that were arising from that was about the political climate and how it's affecting people's health, their prosperity and their ability to be positive and to flourish in this world. And when we mentioned about George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, really we were asking what was it that they might say if they were alive today, what would they say about the world? But then the whole thing really took off into the cosmos, didn't it? We talked about the expansion of the earth and we talked about karma expanding. We talked about the wheel of karma and the wheel of time and how that expansion of the universe is affecting us. So where that brought us up to then was that in the very next episode, we did talk about how that's affecting us. And the question arose, are you expecting a different future? Because a lot of times people have this expectation of the future and what's happening cosmically and universally seem to be quite different. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. And then we moved on to the very next one, which was last week, where we asked again, are we here on Earth just for the ride? And why that came up was because with this expansion of the universe, a lot of people are not actually clued into what's happening in the bigger picture. And it's like they're just here for the ride and not aware of anything else that's mm-hmm. going on. And that was a fabulous discussion. And that was number eight in the series of answers from the Akashic Records. So today we're going to jump on the back of that and ask the kinds of questions about the cycles, the precession of the equinoxes. We want to know about that and how it affects us. We want to talk about these cycles. Are they circular or are they just one-offs? You know, does, does history repeat itself? And as we've seen evidence of it in the past, is it exactly the same? Or is there some kind of elevation that takes place? In other words, are we kind of like a corkscrew? Are we rising and the experiences are slightly different, even though they seem to be the same? All of that kind of thing. And then we want to know about time. Does time exist throughout all of creation or is it only in our little corner of the universe that we're experiencing this time and then we also want to know is time connected to karma really we're referring to those descriptions where people talk about the wheel of time and the wheel of karma and we want to know are they connected so that's really what we're we're going to cover today and i'm looking forward to it because it really 
expands on all of what we've covered in this last few weeks. Mm. And it seems that the more we explore it, the more it begs more questions, which is a good thing, obviously. And we've had some fantastic feedback on these, by the way, let me mention that people who have subscribed to us on iTunes and on YouTube and on Stitcher Radio and various other places... The feedback is amazing because we are exploring things that heretofore really haven't been touched on. Mm. People have the questions but don't know where to go for the answers or don't know how to extricate the understanding from this. And thankfully, we have Angel Rose with us who goes deep into the Akashic Records and into the Universal Records and helps us downstep this information. So let's go with the first thing, Angel Rose which really is about the precession of the equinoxes and the cycles. Are they circular or do they go like a screw where we grow in awareness or we grow in spiritual awareness every time the cycle comes round again? All right. Well, first of all, I'm experiencing it as a groove on a wheel, you know, like a notch that you just keep coming back around to over and over and over again. And Yes, it does spiral up a little bit, but it's not that different. In other words, when you go through the different phases of the cycle, you know, from golden age to dark age, for example, you do keep re-experiencing the same thing. The forms may change a little bit depending on the consciousness of the people at the time and the trends that are going on in a particular planet. You know, the forms may change, but basically it's the same thing is what I'm getting. You ascend to great heights and then you go, it starts to take the turn when it goes into the shadow and it starts going down and you end up in the dark age and then that cycle ends and then you start again, working your way back up to the golden age. So that looks like that's been in place for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And it doesn't look like when you come back around, I'm getting that it doesn't change that much. Okay, that you may have, like I say, when you get around to a golden age, for example, you might have a a more grander expression of creation or technology, for example, than you did the last time. But it's still the same thing. The content is still the same, in Mm -hmm. other words. Okay, the forms may change, but the content's pretty much the same because inevitably you still end up going back into the dark age after the golden age lasts for so many thousands of years. Right. Source has shown it to me that it's a groove or a notch on the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, something that's stuck in a particular groove that goes around and around. Right. So does that mean then that in the long term, in the bigger picture, nothing ever changes? In a way, it does. In, right. in a way, it does. I feel very much like it's a, in a way, it's kind of sad the way I feel about mm-hmm. it because you may come into different time periods. Let's say you're born into a part of the cycle. You may be born into various parts of the cycle so that you experience all phases of the cycle. Right. Throughout those, I think they, what do they call them? Yugas in Eastern Indian, don't mm-hmm. they? Uh? I do. You know, you might choose to be born into the different parts so that you learn about them. But that's not getting off the wheel. Okay, that's still being on the wheel, learning about the different phases, experiencing them. And you may have expansions of consciousness. This is the only thing that could change in it, is that each time you decide to be born into a particular phase of the cycle, 
that as a soul now, as a soul, which we know is a cumulative. Remember, we've talked about how we build a soul over time. We're not born a soul. We build a soul. We're born as a spirit, okay, who then has experiences and builds a soul based on those experiences and its choices. So what can change is that as you come in through different lifetimes, you can be adding to your soul, your soul expression. You can become, you can be becoming bigger in your consciousness, more masterful as a being through those different phases. But the cycles themselves continue. They're the same. Okay. So they're like opportunities that we as a spirit accumulate soul experiences and use these yuga cycles as opportunities to learn and grow more. Is that more? Yeah, because, but the thing is, is you don't get off the yuga cycles until you achieve mastery. Right. So in a way you are kind of stuck on that wheel. But we have the opportunity to change though. We you, make choices you, all the time. You have the, yeah. How you can use them is to grow. Yes. Okay. And each time you do that and you become a, a more self-sovereign being, it right. isn't until you become a self-sovereign being that you're free of that wheel, though. Well, you're touching on something that's really wonderful, actually, because we heretofore have accepted or, or understood or believed that we are subject to this universal cycle, these changes that go on, and that they are forever changing. And from what you're saying now is that, no, that the wheel of time, as it were, stays the same, keeps cycles around, cycles around, but it's us that changes. It's us that registers the change. It's us that grows by choices. Definitely by choices. By your experiences and how you react to those experiences and what you choose around those experiences. Right. That has everything to do with whether you grow or you digress so that's as why, a soul. That's why when we did a session a couple of years ago on the famous deceased, many of those famous deceased people commented to us and said, oh, you haven't changed much. In other words, they were aware of this huge cycle that goes on during that period of time that had elapsed we all had the opportunity to change Mm -hmm. but we didn't we just stayed on the same old same old well yeah and i'll I'll bring forth that example just to remind people that that was harriet tubman someone had asked what was harriet tubman doing and uh she was the woman who helped free the slaves Mm -hmm. back in the time of slavery a black woman and she had said we hadn't changed much Mm. in that we still enslave each other. So that's a good example of how maybe the form isn't the same. In other words, we don't own slaves now in terms of black people and things like that, but we still enslave each other all the time. And indeed, that part hasn't changed. If you just even take a look, and I'm not going off on a tangent too much, but if you do take a look at how people choose sides today yes. and the prejudices that are surfacing mm-hmm. and this whole concept of enemies still. And racial discrimination. Racial discrimination yeah, that is indeed. surfacing now. That is still in our consciousness and that hasn't changed. Yeah. Now, you do have to ask yourself, is the reason it doesn't change is because we're still on this cycle. In other words, because this cycle goes through these different stages, 
is the fact that our consciousness reverts back to an old paradigm in content because we're not off the wheel. So in other words, yes, each stage gives you an opportunity to make different choices, to change your consciousness, and that's an individual thing. That has to do with the individual soul progression, okay, that everyone is challenged with when you have a lifetime. But collectively and universally, as long as this planet goes through those cycles, those particular energies, are we're going to be confronted with them, and our only opportunities are, what are we going to do this time? This is one of the reasons why it seems to be so slow, that humanity doesn't seem to change that much in terms of the quality of a human, for example, and its consciousness. And unfortunately, as disappointing as it may be, we're seeing evidence of that today, like I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. One of the very interesting things that came up for us when we were speaking in detail about time was that time was on a flat plane. Indeed, when we spoke about dimensions, this is really where it came up, because you had said that the dimensions, all the different dimensions were unlimited, but each was on its own flat plane of existence. Now, what I'm trying to get clear about in my own head here is when you talk about the wheel of time, I have this image of a flat plane of a wheel that rotates. And is that similar to a dimension? In other words, are we experiencing time on this flat plane of existence as a dimension? And that maybe on the next dimension in another flat plane, time doesn't exist at all. All right. There are dimensions where time doesn't exist. Our particular type of time is a construct of our consciousness. And and I think this is probably true for each planetary system or each plane of existence, let's just say. That quality of life forms on a particular plane and the types of beings that could reside there and the type of consciousness they have and their relationship to the rest of the cosmos, because in a way, dimensions exist in a different place. In other words, Earth is at a particular place, quote unquote, in the cosmos. Another Saturn might be on a different one. So the the vibrations and frequencies are going to be very different on each dimension. And because of that, the qualities of what life is like there are different. For example, when people journey out of their bodies they experience no time because thoughts manifest instantly. So it isn't the same as Earth. There's not the same gravity, for example, right? And I I would say gravity has something to do with time too on this dimension. Okay, but when you travel out of your body, which I have done, things are very different. Like you look through walls. What we perceive now when we look around this room, for example, is I'm looking at what I perceive as solid walls, that if I tried to put my hand through it, I couldn't. But when you're out of your body and you look at a building, suddenly you're you're looking at all these little molecules that are floating around. You might see the frame of a building, but the rest of it is all energy. And you can put your hand right through it. And not only that, anything you think when you're out of your body manifests instantly. If you have a thought where you'd say, oh, I'd like to go see what this person is doing, you're instantly there. There is no time delay. There's not even a sense of traveling there 
or anything. There's no time or distance at all. Now, scientists will tell you that that is the truth here as well, but that's not how we experience it. We experience a lag time from a thought to its manifestation, for example. Mm-hmm. Or if I said to you, oh, Hanno, let's let's go to the grocery store. We have to get in our car and go there, where when you're out of your body, you're just there. Yeah, don't we have an inkling of that experience in the dream state? You do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But even in the dream state, though, there could be some time. Okay, because when you think of dreams, dreams very much are a progression. They're a scene. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's not quite the same as when you're out of your body and instantly you're someplace else. Instantly you're having a different experience. Sometimes in it. And yes, to a degree, you do experience that in a dream, but I'm feeling that it's more of a, you could classify dreams as the in-between place, not so right. not so yes. dense as earth, but not so instant as when you're out of your body. Yes, indeed. Some of the dreams that I've had, it's as if time slows down where it's sluggish and you find yourself dragging Right. You know, it, yeah, that's a really interesting experience, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're, the next next scene, you're hopping from one place to another, right? All of a sudden, the More scenery changes, the yeah, people change. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so when we talked about the, or when we tried to describe for ourselves to understand time, I mentioned that it was like a wheel on a flat plane. Is the wheel of karma, and again, this may be a wrong description when people have described karma as a wheel, but when we do describe it in our limited knowledge of karma being on a wheel, are the wheel of time and the wheel of karma both the same thing or are they separate? Are they operating in different dimensional spaces or are they even wheels at all? All right. There's a lot in that question. Uh-huh. There is, so there is. let me try to just piece it apart for a minute. What I'm hearing is the wheel of karma does go on and on and it's repetitive. It's repetitive until its karma is neutralized or forgiven. So let's talk about karma just for a second. Karma really is the law of cause and effect. Like attracts to itself that which it is. And it's also about forgiveness. So let's explain this in terms of content. Karma has a lot to do with content in the sense of why does something linger on? Why do you go through a repeat pattern? Why do things cycle back around and you re-experience them again? It's all because the content of the consciousness hasn't changed. In other words, we're destined to re-experience the same types of things, maybe not in the same form, but the same types of things until they shift in our consciousness. That's called karma. So your attitudes, your beliefs, your opinions, your cultural history that you pass on, your religious dogma that you pass on, historically, from the personal to the historical, we are destined to repeat the same types of things until all of that changes or shifts. So that's the wheel of karma that I'm seeing. Anything you haven't upgraded, anything that hasn't changed, anything that's not forgiven or healed, you could lump all of that into a karmic wheel. 
which means in terms of evolution that you don't really come out of that. You don't really truly change anything until those things shift and are resolved in the consciousness. Because of that, it's it's just a perpetual wheel that repeats itself over and over and over again. And like I mentioned, the time period may differ, forms may change, but the content is still the same. So let us just bring this to a conclusion. We've covered some really deep stuff there today, Angie Rose. You did mention about the wheel, in a sense, as it's spiraling round, can go up a notch, but basically it remains the same for us. In other words, we continue to experience things the same unless we take the opportunity to grow from that and forgive. Unless the content changes of the consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the forms will change because Mm. each age has its different forms, as, as we know, but the content doesn't change. And then... You said that each stage gives us an opportunity for soul progression, which is absolutely wonderful, actually, because sometimes we we feel stuck in a particular circumstance. But every circumstance is an opportunity for us to to grow and for soul progression. You mentioned also that as long as this planet goes through cycles, we must ask, what are we going to do this time? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is about changing the consciousness. Mm. And every person has a personal responsibility. In other words, your body, you know, you own it. This is you, you know. You're in charge of it. You're what you think about it, what you perceive with your life, what you do with your life, what you choose. This is yours. Nobody else owns your body but you. Okay? It's your responsibility. And your consciousness while you're in that body is also your responsibility. So how you look out and see things, what you decide to do and choose, and how you decide to act, that all determines your soul progression. Whether you upgrade yourself and go higher in evolution, or you digress yourself, or stay the same. Yes. So this is where it comes down to watching our thoughts and being careful how we help others by our thoughts or how we take them down. And that also comes back to that whole thing we were talking earlier when we spoke about politics and so on, how we we can separate so easily and we can denigrate and downgrade very quickly, very easily. Mm-hmm. So we've got to take care of how we think, what we think. You mentioned that there are dimensions where time does not exist, and that's very interesting to contemplate. Mm-hmm. You also said the quality of life forms and consciousness is different in each dimension. And again, that's a that's a huge thought for us to venture out there into the realms of infinity and consider that thoughts manifest instantly in spirit, but that the quality of life forms and consciousness is different in every one of those dimensions. It would be because yeah. the, the frequencies, the vibrations, their yeah. location in space, quote unquote, all of that determines yeah. the quality of life forms in a place. I remember some time ago, Angel Rose, when we were talking about gravity, and you said that gravity is karma. And now that collective we're, karma, collective karma, yes, and that would make sense because when people feel enlightened, they feel lighter, and karma doesn't affect them as much. Their consciousness has has, has ed- risen. Has risen. Yes, yeah. right. So gravity is what pulls us down and keeps us 
rooted, keeps us down. It's the same old, same old. Huh? Yeah. And you said that gravity has something to do with time in this dimension. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, then, gravity and karma and time, they're all connected. They are. Yeah. When we spoke about dreams, we found that dreams are kind of a between place where time can speed up or slow down. Mm-hmm. And, That's and the true. experience of that is interesting. When you're in a nightmare, doesn't it certainly seem that things are very slow moving in oh, the dream? Dear. Yeah, and I've had a few of those already. Yes. You said that karma is the law of cause and effect, and it is all about forgiveness. So when when we talk about these kinds of things, many times people say, oh, that's great, that's all theory and all of that, but what can we do? And we actually have our own little, what do you call it, a maxim or a, a tagline that said, practical spirituality in a time of change. So the practical way to resolve a lot of things is forgiveness. That's what releases the karma. Right. But we have to explain forgiveness in its true sense, because many people think that forgiveness is, well, you did something to me, and I'm going to be big enough to overlook it. Okay, well, that's not really forgiveness. That's making somebody guilty first, and then deciding you're going to let them off the hook. All right, but true forgiveness is the recognition that we bring to ourselves our experiences. We're co-creative people, and everything we experience, we have a hand in at some some place, some place somewhere, through some time period, there is a connection to whatever we experience in our lives, for good or for things that we don't consider so good. So true forgiveness is recognizing that. And taking responsibility for that and realizing that you live forever, so nobody really did anything to you, okay? It's all been one big co-creative game that we're playing with each other. So it's a total different way to look at it, where you're not looking at things as if you're a victim or a victimizer. You're looking at it as a co-creator of an experience with something or someone, something, And instead of judging it and saying, oh, this person did that to me, I'm going to take a look at what could have been my part in the cause. So forgiveness is really getting out of that victim-victimizer consciousness and taking more responsibility for being a co-creator. And I'm saying co-creator and not just creator because it's you and the universe or you and another person. It's not just you yourself causing things that you don't like. Do you understand? I do, yes. Okay, so to bring things to a close then, we found that anything that is not healed or forgiven stays in the wheel of karma and that we experience karma when our consciousness doesn't change. We experience the same things over and over. Yeah, Yeah. and the final thing then you mentioned about forgiveness and what is true forgiveness It is recognizing that nobody ever did anything to you in the first place. Correct. Yeah. And that's a beautiful note on which to finish. So we would encourage people to go to subscribe on iTunes where you'll hear all of these conversations that we have each week on answers from the Akashic Records. You can get us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We're also on the web at worldofempowerment.com. You'll find a link there to podcasts. And you'll also hear this particular session on answers from the akashicrecords.com. Great. So have a good week, everybody. And until next time, thank you for we'll being with us. We'll see you then. Yeah. Blessings. 
You've been listening to Answers from the Akashic Records, a world of empowerment service from Angel Rose and Ahanu. To get the profound statements from the Akashic Records in your mailbox each week, log on to worldofempowerment.com.